ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world. Welcome back to another episode of In The Huddle EP 179, and we are right on time. We in the barbershops, we in the parking lots, and we going non-stop. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and I got to talk my stuff today right out the gate. Let's get right to it. 1833-RADIO-BX is the request line. Oops, I lied. We don't even have a number no more because we're not on my jukebox anymore. So let me go back to talking about you-know-what. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we roll out on the Can You Dig Sports Radio Network, our own platform, I just want to reflect on everything that's been going on the last couple of days, not getting into the, my business and what happened with my jukebox. Just the layoff that we had, you know, a couple of days off. It was a great time to recuperate and um, get my thoughts together, strategize mm -hmm. and plan. But um, just for everybody out there, everybody listening, I just want to emphasize the importance of ownership. And owning everything that you do, not sharing ownership, right? We're not talking about part-time part ownership, right? We're not talking about that. We're talking about real ownership because people will backstab you. We all know the story of Shook Knight and Dr. Dre, right? And Shook Knight and a lot of people and just how the industry of entertainment, acting, you know, um, singing, rapping, whatever it is, radio. We all know it's a cutthroat business, and that's why it's always good if you're doing something to to own your stuff. And obviously, where we was on my jukebox radio, you know, we was on their platform. So it was easy for them to kind of maneuver. You know, it is what it is. Um, nothing but respect for them and what they're doing out there. I don't want to throw nobody under the bus. I don't want to look back. So black ain't no time for looking back. We got to move forward because we got some stuff that we got to do today. So it's day one of the Can You Day Sports Radio Network. Shout out to the Freddy System who had a show earlier. And in fact, ladies and gentlemen, I have the brother in the building. Yes, right now. The Freddy System is in the building. He's oh, yeah. in the huddle. Freddy, how you doing? In the huddle. The Freddy System. What's going on? Uh, it's always a pleasure to join the huddle. And I'm ready for that debate. I'm ready to get it in. Yes, sir. You, you already know, y'all. I mean, maybe y'all don't know because y'all didn't hear me and Freddy when we was just doing it, the two of us on the network. You know, it was just the two of us the last time we collaborated and... Our family members and the listeners at that time loved it. It was a big show. But now that we have a pack lineup, and now that we're in football season, it's oh, yeah. going to be dope. And we always debate. We have free content that we debate on the phone all the time. All right? <laughs> that don't touch air. That nobody knows about. For hours. For hours. For hours. Guess what? Y'all get to listen to it today. You're very welcome, y'all. But, hey, where's my manners again? I got to introduce my co-host, Zay. Good vibes. How's your vibe, my brother? Oh, it's great. You know, it's always good. Always in paradise. Can't complain. You know, it was, it was a beautiful weekend of sports, and I, I watched everything. It was actually a great time to actually watch a lot of sports, a lot of action-packed um, moments in this weekend. I can't wait to touch base, touch base with it with you guys today. Absolutely. You heard, Zay. A lot of things went down, and guess what? It's time for us to get right to it. Oof. Steelers. The Steel City survived. 2019, as the Ravens' two-point conversion fails. Then John Harbaugh make the right decision to play hardball and go for the win. As a guest on the show, Freddie, I would like to send the rock to you. Please send it to me because he made the wrong decision. Okay? This can cost you the number one seed and a, and a buy in the playoffs. Right? Every game is crucial. Right? It's tight in the AFC. Okay, it's tight in the NFL, to be fair, but it's tight in that AFC. And right now, Baltimore needs every single win. 
Okay, Cincinnati's still one game behind them. Okay? And if you want the number one seed, if you want that clear road to the Super Bowl, but this year in particular, you need that first round bye. And he might have he might have lost it right there. You don't think Baltimore's better than Pittsburgh? Clearly they was better than Pittsburgh if you watch the game, right? Pittsburgh scored what, 17 points in the fourth quarter or something like this? Okay, so at the end of the day, Baltimore was dominating the game. You go to overtime because you're a better team. That's it. What are you, what are you going for two points for? You scared? No. Play football and win the game. Zay, talk to me. Hey, um, I'm going to disagree with Freddie. I think the two-point conversion was, was, the, uh, was the, the move to go for the Ravens. And it's being, the reason being, right, is because Harbaugh has a lot of faith in his players to make the right plays. You know, I think that's one thing about this team that we've seen over the entire season is that the coaching makes a lot of plays for the players to make the proper plays. It's, it's, it's in the hands of the players, essentially, right? He takes the blame if it goes wrong, but, of course, he lets the players make the plays because he knows what kind of talent this team has, especially when the ball's in Lamar Jackson's hands. This, this is a game, this is a, a team was predicated on Lamar Jackson kind of taking this team over the hump, making sure that um, he's the guy. Essentially, he's the Superman. He's saving the city. He's saving the city of Baltimore every time he's on the field. And he assumed and he made the proper decision to go for two based on their defense being able to stop whatever they need to stop. And Lamar Jackson being able to take that team over the hump. You know, I think it, this is the hard, this is what Harbaugh's been playing all year. You know, a lot of the fourth quarter theatrics, a lot of the, this, this is the football he's been playing the entire season. Now, I don't agree with it. I've been saying this on many episodes. I don't agree with Harbaugh playing this style of football, but it seems like if it's rather Lamar Jackson does it for us or I'll take the blame for making the wrong decisions. And that's what he's been playing this entire season. So I'm, at this point, I'm going to say, you know what? This, this is his decision. I, I, I guess I go for it because when I was opposing it, he was winning games. I can't get on him now that he's losing games but still making those same type of decisions. You know, I think it was in the hands of the players to make the proper plays, and it, unfortunately it failed in this particular stance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to agree with Zay right off mm-hmm. the rip. I okay, like the call. Good. I like okay. hardball playing hardball. And the reason why I do is because we ain't playing small ball. You see, one thing that I like about John Harbaugh, and it's a gift and a curse. We all know that. Every gamble you take is not going to be the best gamble. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't take the gamble. There was a lot of gambles that I took in my life, in my lifetime. And it's easy to say that it worked out because it did. But if it didn't, then, you know, it didn't. It was a bad decision. So how many times do we see in football that coaches make a decision that we are like, really, you about to do it? And then they do it, and then they convert, and then they don't do it, and then they look like an asshole. So at the end of the day, damn if you do, damn if you don't, you put the game in your best player's hands, and you tell them, win the game for me, right? Right. Another, another thing, too, that I want to also add is that the Lamar Jackson, right? Let's talk about him for a second. He had led a 60-yard drive, right, on that mm-hmm. final drive. A 60-yard mm-hmm. drive, got sacked a couple times, then it started to get in the rhythm. Third and 15, he connected to Marquise Brown. What yep. we saw against the Lions weeks ago on a fourth and 15, converted against the mm-hmm. Chiefs. Fourth and four in their own territory, converted. So you know right. what? If Lamar Jackson is feeling his stride, just hit Sammy Watkins for the touchdown, good throw, all right, let's go out there and win the game. And then after the game is over... John Harbaugh tells the world that he is missing his defense. His guys got hurt. He has no cornerbacks. Why would I go into overtime when the Steelers can test our corners? Now, granted, it's a coin toss. We win or we lose. It is what it is. You never know. 
field and they yep. drove down the field, they probably would have scored because, as you said, Freddie, they right. got into a rhythm in the fourth quarter. The Steelers, they scored yep. 17 points. Now, I know their yep. offense was stagnant in the first half and has been stagnant throughout the whole season. But in the fourth quarter, right. with some deep, pay, deep plays, right, the Chase Claypool, the, a 45-yard dime, you know, and a touchdown by Deontay Johnson, great route. Now the momentum is on their side at home. You win the game. I like the call. Poorly executed. Andrews was open. The play call was good. Lamar yeah. Jackson just missed a throw. Right. Again, all of that sounds great. But analytics is going to tell you to go for the tie every single time. But here's the problem. It wasn't like Baltimore offense was lighting it up against Pittsburgh defense. Okay, let's be clear to that. The Pittsburgh defense was serious. Pittsburgh defense had them stifled all game, too. What do you think? Your offense, they didn't move the ball to score the touchdown. But be fair and clear, Pittsburgh had them stifled. Lamar Jackson didn't look like Superman until that final drive. Okay, so your offense was looking suspect anyway. Okay, at the end of the day, you got to take it to overtime. You really believe in your team? Believe in your defense and stopping if they lose the toy course. How about that? Lamar Jackson, go drive down again. How about that? At the end of the day, it's a bad call because you're taking it on one single play and you can tie the game you got to get the free point okay now of course it's monday night quarterback and we're going to say oh yeah he made that horrible decision and clear i would have said he made a horrible decision before he made it he's playing he's rolling the dice with a super bowl championship at stake he's rolling the dice with a number one seed at stake he's rolling the dice and putting this team behind the eight ball and having them digging them out of a hole because when they come down to the playoffs okay and they don't get that number one seed they're not going to the Super Bowl. If the road went to Baltimore, goes through Baltimore, I give them a golden opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. If it don't go through Baltimore, they're not going. And you're, you're tampering with the number one seed right now. Okay? Right now, you're tied in the three-way tie in the AFC with eight and four. You know what that's going to get you? Not the number one seed. You know what's going to get you? A quick exit in the playoffs. Okay? You got to give Lamar Jackson real confidence with home court advantage throughout. And a first round bye. That's when you give them some confidence. Not with this raggedy dag football. Nobody plays football like this, bro. Okay, this is not Pee Wee League football. We are the National Football League, a billion dollar business. Okay, you're costing people losses. You're costing people money. Okay, you're not a high school coach, bro. You're in the NFL. Play the analytics. That's why you pay analytics. Play them. That's why you pay them. Okay, he's playing. Say, he, he, he's trying to be the smartest man in the room. You're not the smartest man in the room, though. Okay, because at the end of the day, let's be fair and clear. He have one Super Bowl win, and that's because San Francisco lost the game and Baltimore did not win that game. And me personally, I'm of the mindset and my philosophy is when you have an opportunity to win the game, you win the game. You know, look so, at it like this. So, so, look so at it like anybody, this, brother. So why do anybody tie the game then, bro? Everybody goes for a tie. But you you got, keep saying the same thing. But look at it. Look at it like this. Defensively, if they would have lost that coin toss, right? I could do both ways. If they would have lost it, they have no corners. The Steelers have all the momentum in the world. They're going to drive down the football field and score, more than likely, without no corners. Your defense has been decimated, right? Right. Since the beginning of the year. And now you just got more decimated. Humphreys is out for the year. He's so, out for the year. So basically if they would have won the coin toss, right. right? You think about Lamar Jackson over the last four games as a quarterback. Only completed uh -huh. 96 of 153 pass attempts. 62%. No, so-so. Not that great. <laughs> so eight interceptions. Eight interceptions. 
the last couple of weeks. Four interceptions last week. He had a bad interception this game. He is turning the ball over at a high alarming rate. I do not want to go right now, and I love Lamar Jackson, but I do not want to play another quarter against the Steelers defense that is known to give Lamar Jackson trouble. I am not doing that with T.J. Watt and all them guys on the defensive line. When it's two yards, you on a two-yard line. You have the most dual-threat quarterback in the league. In the league, two yards. Cousin, you making my point. That's why they don't go for it. At the end of the day, you basically saying Baltimore season is over, right? Their defense is decimated. It's over, right? Their season is over. Cause they can't stop nobody now. Pittsburgh, they got they got some corner issues. Pittsburgh discovered I mean, I seventeen points in the fourth about quarter. The AFC North. I, I don't know if right. I will call the season over because right. the Bengals is not showing no form of consistency. They lost no, yesterday. Clear. They're still clear. a big Ben. Look like he need to to retire, bro, and go to Cancun, brother. I tell you some hotels to go to. You know what I'm saying? I give you the four one one. Don't call nine one one, brother. I get it. Listen, what I'm saying is, is Baltimore going to win the championship or not, man? This is we listen. Lamar Jackson, as great as he is, as athletic as he is, I love him as a player, but he still got a lot to learn. This is not Aaron Rodgers. This is not Tom Brady. This is not even Patty Mahomes. He is not an accurate passer, bro. He makes a lot of bad passes, a lot of passes in the dirt, and you left it on him. To go and do that thing, and to me, he's not there he's yet. He's not an accurate passer, but it's no, two yards not. compared to driving down the field in overtime. You see what Listen. you just did? You backed yourself up in the corner. Right. He's not no, an accurate passer. What you just said? Now you telling me you want him to drive down the field in overtime against his Steelers no, defense? That's not what I'm saying. he was this, two this, yards away. Listen, this is what I'm saying. There's more than one ways to win a football game and stop pitting it on one player. Okay, because the defense can get a turnover in the football game. Can they do that? Can they score? Can you yeah, strategize? But- Can you do so? It's other ways to win, bro. You put it in Lamar Jackson's hand, and he's not the most accurate dude. So I'm saying use your full team to win a football game instead of pitting it on Superman all the time. This is the most reliant team sport in American history, right? You you need players. Stop pitting it on something. Lamar Jackson to save you. I'm gonna let you say it. I'm going to let Zay get in in a minute. My bad, I, yeah, I, my bad. I don't want Zay to be out of the front. But Zay, I love, love, this, I love this back and forth because y'all both made a lot of great points. Um, right. Fred, you made a, a great point that this is a team sport and uh, the Ravens should utilize all the talents that they have on their on their team to That's win the game. Talent. The only issue with that is the Ravens have only relied on Lamar Jackson the entire season and it's to worked. win them games. That's far. That's far. That's far. Why fix it if it's not broke? If it's been working. But it's broken. <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's one thing too Freddie, Freddie makes a valid point Because the, the Lamar Jackson experiment It works on some games You know, they beat the Colts late They beat the Lions late They did. They beat a couple good teams Like the Chiefs, I believe the Chiefs They beat late Fourth and down And, um, and it's just that Is this championship football? You know, is this is this the one-man army Or is this a, a, a NFL, the NFL league? You know, that's one thing That I understand what Freddie's saying But right. I also understand When you give the ball to the best player to win those games, you know, and that's in every sport. Every sport, you give the ball to the best player to win that game. And I understand there was 19-20 on the two-yard line. You hope that Lamar Jackson get two yards to win the game. And that's that's what they was banking on, Lamar Jackson getting the two, those two yards against a stifling defense, like I stated. He, he needs more experience. He needs mm-hmm. more big game experience. He he don't have that cachet yet, right? We want to pit him up there right away, but he's really not that dude. And that, people don't understand the NFL, right? There's only really a handful of quarterbacks that you could pit and say they that do, okay? Most of these quarterbacks are glorified game managers, okay? That's a fact. 
and to me, percent to be exact, ninety-five. Yeah, to be fair. So Lamar Jackson, although super athletic, he's not the most accurate passer. As great as plays that he can make, he can mm-hmm. make a horrible play the very next play. Mm-hmm. He do it too much. I'm not gonna leave a full game on your hands when I can tie this game up and I got an opportunity to win it defensively, special teams, fumble. It's many too many other possibilities to win a football game than say this guy is so much better than everybody else, he's gonna win it. That's not the case though. I wanna say this. I think they stand the odds was better for them to make that two point conversion than to get a turnover. You know what I'm saying? Because you over here saying turnover, right. you know, but special teams, turnover, the it, odds is better on a two-yard line to ahead. convert than those things that you just previously just mentioned. Listen, I hear you, cousin. You're right. It's, the odds is definitely a turnover might not happen, but I'm saying is it's it the multiple play call? ways. Because you multiple say multiple ways. It's multiple ways, cousin. I'm just using one way. Anything can happen when it's pertaining to a football game, bro. You know, the Pittsburgh could be driving and then... They could sack Ben Roethlisberger, and just from one sack, it could shut down an entire drive. Just one play can change things. Utilize everybody to try to win the game. Lamar Jackson is not that much better than everybody that he could go win games by himself. I hear what you're saying, Zay. In the in the all sports, you give it to the best player, but he's not there yet. They trying to make he this dude to be player. arrived, and he haven't yet arrived. Okay, and that's the you know problem for the do? Ravens, too. He needs to go work on his craft, okay? He got to go do it. That's what he needs. Listen, I would say this. And you now know, in all the, in some of the he points... He's going to get a quick vacation to go work on his craft. How about that? <laughs> I would say this, Cuzzo. And I think some of the points that you made outside the fact that we disagree is fair. I get it. He is not that dude right now. He's clearly not, but he's their only dude right now. Clear. They've been that's decimated... Clear. Going into the season, their defense is shot. All right, they just got hurt even more in the game yesterday. On top of that, they running game is shot. I mean, Levante Freeman had some yards. You know, I think he's still serviceable, but he doesn't have that same pop. So right, the game explosive. falls back on Lamar Jackson. So with the way how he was turning the ball over, right, and the way how he was doing that, I don't blame them for going for it. Maybe I just want to have him throwing the football going for it. He's a dual-threat quarterback. Maybe I would have did a fake and let him run for two yards, something like that. I mean, the play was there. It wasn't a terrible play call. No, the play was we there. We have to realize that the Lamar was Jackson was off, and I think we can agree that Lamar Jackson is the key of this team, and if he continues to turn the ball over, they're not going nowhere. And no, I said this before we went on the hiatus. And I said this about Lamar Jackson, and I use this specific line. There's a line in the song from Benny the Butcher. And he says, mm-hmm. you know how life goes. You stuck with your flaws. And I said, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, they better hope that Lamar Jackson is not stuck with his. Because if mm-hmm. he is, then they're not going nowhere. So Listen, that's why I didn't want to see an extra quarter with him. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't. I didn't. I'm like... Lamar Jackson is turning the ball over at a high alarm rate. He always has trouble against the Steelers. We at the two-yard line. I'd rather us win the game so we can make sure that Lamar... Because you said something about turnovers and um, special teams. Well, guess what? Lamar Jackson, the way how he been balling or not balling, I wouldn't have been surprised if he threw an interception in overtime because he doesn't read defense as well. You know, every, th- every time he's in the pocket, he takes off and try to run. So that's what I'm saying. Is that two no, yard line? I, I, I right there. I, I do. I hear y'all. You leave it on the table. I, I, listen. Even to be fair, to be fair, okay, Jim. I mean, 
listen, Harbaugh is going to get Lamar Jackson hurt. He He's wearing him out way too much. Okay, if this is your franchise, if this is your future, y'all need to dial it back a little bit. And that's kind of what I mean by utilizing your entire team. If you lose games that way, it's fine. At least you ain't pitting him in harm's way for your future. They just wearing them out, bro. And I'm thinking you got to utilize other teammates and other team members to win games instead of saying, Lamar Jackson, go. Lamar Jackson, go. Lamar Jackson, go. He's going to get him hurt that way. And I think this might this might have been – my bad, my bad, Lil. I just want to say right. one last thing with the Ravens. I think this might have been Rashad Bateman's first game with only one target or less since he's been on back on, our, on the roster. I could be mistaken, but he's been getting multiple targets, multiple receptions, like close to five to six each game since he's been back. So the fact that he didn't get targeted as much this game, I think, could have been utilized a bit better for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Because I think everyone else was getting touches. Um, Hollywood Brown, Andrews, uh, even Devontae Freeman got eight touches, eight targets. So, you know, like, I think Rashad Bateman could have been utilized a little bit more on in the yeah. game. I agree, 100%. Um, Mark Andrews, he's normally, normally Mr. Reliable. He dropped some balls, even though it was not the perfectly thrown ball some of these balls he still normally makes those tough catches he was off his game so i thought that the ravens was just totally off their game and that's why with the momentum on that final job i would have went for it but we can agree to disagree i'm obviously got a whole lot of content on the show but one thing we all can agree on is that lamar jackson has to step up his game and not be stuck with his flaws 1833 radio bx oh shoot I'm calling that same request line again. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what's next. We'll be back from this commercial break. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back and it's time to move on to the next topic that we have on today's agenda. We came out smoking right out the gate and let's go right to it. Right to the next one. The NFL report cards. The in the huddle report cards, should I say. We all know in college time, right? Because I graduated college not too long ago. Zay, I know you graduated college not too long ago. And we all know around this time, the pen is to the paper. It's finals week. So you're going to get your grades. You're going to know how you did. You're going to know if you, you know, didn't raise your parents' money or your loan money or if you, you know, on your way to success. So what we wanted to do thus far is to what we saw thus far to give a report card for the teams that are currently in the playoff standing, AFC and NFC. So sure. how are we going to do it? Because we got to set it up. Is I'm going to throw out a team and we'll each take turns and switch up the order through each team. And we'll give a letter grade and give a brief sentence on why we gave them that grade. The explanation. They want to see you. Excellent. They don't like Excellent. your grade. Professor, Professor Freddie, Professor Zay, <laughs> Professor Lynn. Why is my grade looking suspect? Talk to me. Then you got to talk to them. You know what I'm saying? All right, cool. I'm going to throw out, let's start off with, since we ended with the Ravens, let's stay in the AMC and let's stay with the Baltimore Ravens. Zay, talk to me. What's your grade for the Baltimore Ravens thus far? Um, I'm going to go C+. Plus. And the reason being I say C+, plus is because of the heroic football of Lamar Jackson. It seems like it's Lamar Jackson or nothing for this Baltimore Ravens team. And like Freddie said earlier in the, in the episode, it's a team game, and it doesn't seem very team-like when this team is winning. Freddie, mm. talk to me. I'll, listen, I'm going to give them a little slight better grade. I'm going to give them a B. And that's only because they've been winning games, and they got all these injuries. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was expecting Baltimore – to be under 500 with all of these type injuries. If you told me they had all these injuries before the season started, 
Alberto so they'll be on the five hundred. This is a tough one. I'm going to go with a C plus. I'm going to give them a C plus. I did like Freddie's explanation, but I still don't think Lamar Jackson no, has improved. You know, right. yep. where he should have improved at this point, despite everything going on. Offensively, they still got a legit team. I mean, Rashard Bateman still, I believe, can be a star in this league. You know, Marquise Brown is another guy that I thought took steps up, took strides up. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson did not take that stride. And even though, despite all the circumstances, they still have lost to the Dolphins, you know, and, and it didn't look good. The losses didn't look good. The loss is yeah, here. So I'm going to give them a C plus for that reason. I'm mm -hmm. going to throw the next team here on today's agenda. Let's go to the Tennessee Titans. Remember the Titans. We can't forget about them. I'm going to start off and I'm going to give them an A minus. At a 8 and 4 record, I got to give them an A minus because of everything that they've been through. This is one of your more resilient teams there is in the NFL. Right, they started off out the gate slow against the Cardinals. They down by 23 to 9 against the Seattle Seahawks on the road. Hostile environment. They came back and won that game. Yes, I know they lost to the Jets. That's not a good loss. But at the same time, they lost Derrick Henry. AJ Brown is out. They are still finding ways to win football games. They won against the Rams and that sort, and they beat the Bills. And they have a lot of good wins against the Chiefs. So they have a lot of good wins, and for that reason, for their resilience and their way to battle back in the defense, that has actually been the unsung hero of yeah. this team. And last year, they were probably one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I give them an A minus despite losing to the Texans a few weeks ago. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm gonna mimic that. Um, that grade. I think A minus is a proper assessment for the Titans, uh, despite their injuries. You know, with Derrick Henry out, with AJ Brown out. And um, Julio Jones, I still feel he has a lingering injury, so I think he may be out as well. Um, you know, it's it, this team has had a lot of inconsistent players going in and out of their rotation, their, their roster, and they're still winning games. And then I think, you know, I have to agree again, the defense has been the unsung hero. They've been winning the games literally, beating a Rams team. That was that was literally stout and um, an offense on a majority of the games that they played. So I think the Titans' defense has been um, something to look at and is serious, and it's only going to become more serious when Derrick Henry comes back because now once they control the time possession more with Derrick Henry in the lineup this team could be very scary for a lot of opposing AFC teams absolutely uh listen I'm gonna give them a B plus a little under that um because of those bad losses right but everything I said uh yeah they've been tough and if you win in games with Ryan Tannehill okay <laughs> you're doing a good coaching job to me okay you from a coaching perspective they get A plus um, but they got a lot of good wins. Kansas City, Buffalo, Rams. They are a very resilient team. They got a great defense. Um, I think the defense, like you said, is super underrated. And when you got if you got to bail out Tannehill, okay, because that's what they do all the time, okay, and they still win games, they still lead in their division, yeah, they deserve a B plus. I think we need to put some respect on Tannehill's name. You know what I'm saying? I think the brother is one of the more resilient quarterbacks there is. He's standing in the pocket. He makes the throws down the field. And I think he does a fairly decent job. He's not explosive. He's not eye-popping. But he's Andy Randy. You know, he right. does his he, job. He's a game manager. And if you ask him to win the game, he will lose it. We'll see. We'll see how that pans out going forward. Let's get the new team here that we have here, which will be the Los Angeles Chargers. Freddie, would you kick us off there? Huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, the Chargers, 
I give them a C. Okay, uh, they came out the gate early. What was they four and one? They was leading yep. the division, right? They had a lot of comeback wins against Cleveland, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Clearly, no disrespect. I thought the Kansas City Chiefs and Cleveland Browns lost those games. They didn't win them, right? So they was four and one, and then they became super inconsistent. They had some bad losses, some ugly losses at home on the road. It doesn't matter. Uh, I don't really think this is really a great team, in my personal opinion. Okay, uh, what they think they seven and six? That's their record. Seven and six, seven and five. They are seven and five. Seven and five. Uh, second place in the AFC. Uh, without Justin Herbert, uh, with all of this explosive team uh, defensively or offensively, all of these great players they got individually. Without Justin Herbert, this team is trash. Because they're not being coached well. they all over the place. You can't have that much talent on the defensive end, that much talent on the offensive end, and always come up inconsistent. So that's my grade. I would possibly... Let's see. I'm going to give them a C. I'm going to give them a C. The reason why I'm going to give them a C is because they did start it out the gate, 4-1, then they started to split it. They're 3-4 in their last couple of games with losses to New England, losses to the Vikings and that sort but um Justin Herbert is too impressive still they still have an opportunity to win this division um you know and he listen man he balled out against the Bengals yesterday he had a nice 64 yard dime to Jalen Guyton anybody heard of Jalen Guyton it's not exciting <laughs> but that's Jalen Guyton you know and that's the thing here is that they have the talent and the star power and the firepower to beat anybody pretty much but they're inconsistent. Mm, and for yeah. that reason, they got to come to me next marking period. I'm giving them a C. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to go. I'm going to give them a B for effort. You know, freshmen usually have tough years in their first semester at college. So I'm going to give them a B just, just because I'm a, I'm a very, very lenient professor. But um, <laughs> their, their, your, their youth is I their wish I had you, Zay, in college. I graduate <laughs> faster. <laughs> their, their, um, their inexperience in their, in their youth is the issue. You know, from not only from the, the players, but also the coaching staff. We have a rookie play caller and behind a, a second-year quarterback, I believe in Herbert. Um, a, a first time uh, um, starting running back at Austin Eckler who came off an injury last season who's starting to become stout. You know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. You know, Allen's a vet, but, you know, Mike Williams has never been really a guy who's relied upon him. Heavy targets, heavy receptions. So this is like the first year in that light. You know, so I think this team, and especially on defense, the defense is stout. But like I said, they're all young. So I think it don't, it's a, as more experience that they gain, the better they are. They had some games that they had no business losing, but they did beat some impressive teams and they beat a stout Steelers defense. They destroyed the Bengals um, yes, uh, yesterday. So I think there's a team that will get better as the season is towards its end. So I'm going to give them a B for what they have accomplished so far. To be fair, these games, all these close games last year, the Chargers would have lost. Mm-hmm. They found a way to lose every single close game that they were up in those games last year so the fact that they are seven and five first year under coach brandon staley second year in justin herbert first year in this system maybe i was probably too harsh on them but i'm going to still stick to my c grade and see what happens next semester let's go to the cincinnati Bengals here mr joe burrow from the borough seven and five i'll start off by saying i'm going to give them a c plus the reason why i'm going to give them a c plus is they did improve from last year. I did project them to go 6-11. and 11. They said, Lil, you stupid. You stupid. You don't know football. 
Okay. All right. Well, see, you made me look foolish in the beginning. I'll give you that. You know, you came out the gate smoking, and you still obviously in play for this division. Joe Burrow, I didn't expect him to look this great coming off of that ACL injury. Um, mm -hmm. It was almost like it wasn't a job off. Jamal Chase, what he did games ago, he had that stretch where we gave him the rookie of the year. Now, so the last couple of weeks, Jamal Chase, why is Chase not open? Why is the bank not open, brother? Why is Chase not open? You know what I'm saying? The brother dropped a deep ball yesterday that turned into an interception, which should have been a touchdown. They're too inconsistent. And that's been the microcosm of this team, whether it be quick starts and then slow starts and, and picking it up, or whether it be winning good games, or whether it be a Joe Burrow scratching my head interception. They're just not consistent enough in this inconsistent division, even though it's still up for play. Today, I got to give them a C+. Yeah. Um... I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, I'm giving them a C minus. And uh, they have a lot to do with coaching. Uh, I don't think this team is being coached well. Think about it. If you at home and you down 24 to zip at home, I don't care who you was playing. Because San Diego, I mean, the L.A. Chargers is not the best team in the NFL. Why are you down 24 to zip at home? That means the coach didn't have them ready to play. Okay? And even when they came all the way back, what happened? Joe Mixon fumbled, turned and returned for a touchdown. Game over. They had all the momentum. They was coming back. It was 22 to 24, and they find a way to lose games. That's coaching to me. And yeah. they got talent. They got players, although young. But I just say, even when Zay said um, the L.A. Chargers is young, if Bill Belichick was coaching these teams, they'll be winning with that type of talent. So it's coaching. I mean, it's hard to compare somebody to the greatest coach of all time, to be fair <laughs> here, Bill Belichick. You know what I'm saying? But the Chargers did give the game. In a silver platter, when you think about it, Austin Eckler, two fumbles. So they had the opportunities to come back into this game. Cincinnati, I'm just not feeling them, man. I'm not. Joe, Joe Mixon, I don't, you know, no. Um, I'm going to give the Bengals a B as well. Um, And I think it's a B because they're playing way above my expectations. Um, Going into the mm. season, I thought they were going to have the worst offensive line with uh, Jamar Chase who was dropping football, saying the football size is different from college. And it was just all the bad signs. And I didn't know if Burrow was going to be comfortable playing behind this offensive line because of him coming off that injury and how bad the offensive line was last season. Um, I'm giving them a B based on what they've done so far this season, beating up the Ravens, beating up. They had a couple games where it surprised me. You know, they beat up the Steelers as well. But it seems like when they beat up teams, they get beat up as well. They lost 41-10 to the Browns, and they lost 41-22 to the Chargers. So, you know, it's like it's one of those teams where, like, the inconsistencies, hopefully they learn from it from a game-to-game -game basis, and they come back strong in the next week. And um, that's all we could bank on with the Bengals. And I think they're in a pretty strong standing from where they were last season, though. So I'm kind of giving them a B based on their major improvement from what they've shown me for the preseason now. This is the best professor I've ever seen. I want no, this. Like you said, I want this guy. He said, Yo, Zay, you said they inconsistent. If in class, if I was inconsistent, I ain't getting to be. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. I'm about to go and rate my professor app and give this brother a five-star rating because I want to take his class next year. It's, it's about the effort. <laughs> I got you. Let's stay in the AFC here to end off with the team that's actually number one currently in the AFC who will be playing tonight, who we will be predicting this game tonight. That is one half of the teams playing tonight. The New England Patriots at an 8-4 record. I would love to start this one. I would love to take the honors. Mm -hmm. I will have to give this team. I tend to stay away from the A-plus because, you know, you have to be perfect for me to give you an A-plus. Perfect. So I'm not going to go there. Right? right. We're going to raise the 
expectation level here in the grading system here. I'll give them an A. I'll give them an A, right? And the reason why I'm going to give them an A is because I think they are playing the best out of any team in the AFC right now, currently. The fact of the matter is, they left so many games on the table this year that was so close that I said to myself, damn, next year, they're going to be a problem. They looked at me and said, next year? What are you talking about? We are still in the year of 2021, and it's time to have some fun and win some games in the process. Okay, Mr. Bill Belichick. Okay, man with the hoodie. He know what he doing. All right, cool. So, Mac Jones, the way how he's been playing the last couple of weeks, you know, was stout. Game manager, managing the game. He's impressive. His anticipation on throws is very accurate with the anticipation. Knowing where to throw his receivers. He's been the most pro-ready quarterback there is out this class. And he's been kicking ass for that matter. The Patriots defense, all sides of the ball, I don't really see no holes. Special teams, they got a good field goal kicker. I mean, defensively, they got a good defense. One of the top defenses there is in the NFL. Great offensive line. They rush the football. They rush the rock. They pass the rock. They are so good, and that's a credit and a testament to Bill Belichick's greatness. So the fact that they lost these close games against the Cowboys in overtime, which they should have won, they outplayed them totally in that game against the Buccaneers when they missed the field goals. And for that reason, I'm going to give the New England Patriots an A. All right, man. I think um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give them an A as well. I wish an A-plus was, was part of their grade, but because the X6 game win streak has been impressive. I think they've been playing more disciplined football. I think they've been, they've been the most disciplined football in the entire NFL, and that's a t uh, label that um, people used to give the Buffalo Bills when they were up and coming, when they were still winning games and playing this very stout, aggressive football style, but also knowing how to maintain the time of possession, knowing when to make the proper passes and the proper plays. I think um, Bill Belichick and his coaching staff has prepped Mac Jones really well into making sure he knows how to maintain this offense. You know, I think early on, we see Mac Jones uh, making some questionable plays, with a lot of check down plays. And I think we said it earlier, he's like um, stringing him along small, smoothly to let him open the playbook up little by little. He was making a lot of short passes, a lot of run plays. Sometimes the running game wasn't working well, so we they relied upon Mac Jones to make um, better of the game. But I think this Patriots offense is working really well. It helps Mac Jones develop more and is helping him read the field a lot better than him just going out there throwing 50-yard passes every possession. So I think it's, a, it's really good. Their defense is extremely stout, and they're right now um, their disciplined football style is right now making the Bills panic. And I think we might see that again tonight. Mm, I like that one. We see that again tonight. Uh, listen, it's A across the board, man. Um, like you said, everybody said, I wish we can give it A+. Plus. Can't give A+, because they had some hiccups early. But Bill Belichick know how to coach up. He got a rookie quarterback who didn't have the most talented, or rather the most talent out of the, all the quarterbacks in the rookie class. He didn't have the most talent, right? But Bill Belichick said, I'm going to make you into the ultimate game manager. You're going to utilize every asset on this team to help us win games. Okay, from running the game to short passes to defense to special teams to strategic strategy. We're going to utilize everything to win football games as a collective group. Bill Belichick is, like you just said, the greatest coach in NFL history. And he got this team geared up to go for a Super Bowl run. And we'll talk about the Patriots later on when we give our predictions for tonight's matchup. And we'll be back for the last couple of segments on In the Huddle. Don't you go nowhere.
This is halftime. Now let's transfer to the NFC here. And let's start off with the Washington football team. You can start us off. You want me to go first on that? Yeah. Let me, let me, I'm, my bad, bro. Let me grab a rock, man. Let me do it. It's the NFC East, bro. Okay. No disrespect. Everybody in the NFC East to me is trash. Okay. I'm an Eagle fan. Y'all see it. But everybody in the NFC East is trash, including Dallas. No disrespect. But they got some wins. They got some talent. Let's go to Washington. I'm giving Washington a C minus. Okay. Uh, they've been winning some games. I hear y'all. And, you know, they got Heineke and they, they've been winning some games. And all. No. No. Okay. This is not a good football team. The AFC and the NFC is totally different. We have upper antelage teams in the NFC. And the AFC is all par. Everybody got an opportunity. Washington do not have an opportunity in hell to go into the Super Bowl. Every team we just named in the AFC, they got a legitimate shot. Washington, no chance. C minus. I think when I look at this Washington football team, you know, I think a C minus is appropriate, maybe even a D plus at this point, because um their defense was supposed to be the money maker of this team. It was supposed to be the reason why this team would go further in the playoffs. And the way they structured this offense wasn't for the offense to take over and stride. It was kind of like so the offense could coast while the defense yeah. kind of does everything for them and let then the offense can make some plays. Unfortunately, their defense is not playing up the standard, especially with the now that the injury, of course to Chase Young, but um, in general, their defense wasn't playing good before that. Um, and then when you look at the offense, Antonio Gibson had like a shin injury early in the year and is lingering. So he's playing with an injury, but it, even then he's not effective as he once was. I know he had a big run yesterday, but he's not playing the football that we still home last season. McKissick was is becoming more of the guy on that team when he's getting most of the receptions, most of the targets, even some of the um, big run plays um, when he's on the field. And, um, you know, Scary Terry, he's scary because that ball does not look good in his hands. It's like every time he gets the ball, it's not, it's not looking like a, a, a scary time. It's more like a, a funny movie, like scary movie, if to be exact. That is a parody. Um, so I think, you know, just watching the football team, it needs to do a lot better. <laughs> wow, this is tough. And the reason why is because I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give them a C. I'm going to give them a little better grade than y'all did. And the reason why... Is because they left me with a better mark, right? It's one of those classes where you're feeling the beginning of the class and you're getting 50s and, and, and 55s and the last exams, you're starting to get 75 and 70 and 78 on your last three exams. And as a professor, you're like, all right, this student has improved at the end of the market period. So I'm going to give him a little bonus. I'm going to uptick his grade slightly. And that's exactly what I'm going to do with the Washington football team. When you look at their last, I would say, four games, they have won their last four games. The Buccaneers, the Panthers, the Seahawks, and the Raiders. And the way how they did it, it's not about the schedule and who they beat. It's how they beat them, right? Against the Buccaneers, when they had that famous, infamous, 10-minute drive yeah. to keep Tom Brady on the bench. That was perfectly executed. Well, Coach, they did that, right? When you talk about the Panthers, they won that game. That was Cam Newton's bounce-back game. The momentum was riding with Cam. They found a way to get a stop um, on the last drive. They stopped Cam. They did that against the Seattle Seahawks, 
Russell Wilson, that offense was stagnant throughout the whole game. They get a big play to Swain, and yet, even after that big play, which was a slip, um, that's why he was so wide open, they stopped him on a two-point conversion. They did that. They won that game. So the Raiders, another team, they won that game. So the fact that they passed these last couple exams, I'm going to give them a seat. Hennessy is doing good. I said Hennessy. Heineke is doing good. You know, I think he's managing the game well. And, um, you know, mm -hmm. I think they they got a good coach, good culture, good locker room. Um, Their defense has started to improve a little bit more from what we saw and expected. I think a lot of that had to do with the coaching. Um, They started to do this three safety coverage style defense where you have um Cameron Curl and Landon Collins out there making plays because both of those two guys are phenomenons, you know, and Obviously, what they do defensive line, what they have on the defensive line. So, for that reason, I'll give them a seat. Okay. Um, let's move on to this next team that we have here, which will be the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I guess I'll start this one off. Jose, you want to start, start it off? I thought a lot. I think I'm going to give the 49ers a B-plus right now, what they're, how they're playing currently. I think they're starting to pick it up as, I think, the last three weeks, I would say. They start to pick up. The slack, you know, I think they know that was a bit uh, disappointing loss uh, yesterday. But I know that they've been picking up the slack. We all know, well, at least I know for sure, I've been saying that this 49ers team has been is one of the more talented teams in the league. They have a lot of talent, not only on offense, also on defense. But for whatever reason, this team hasn't got it together. You know, I think now they're starting to click little by little. Um, They're starting to pick up one for another. And I think that uh, Jimmy G um, is starting to pick it up more and more. You know, I think this team, it's in its entirety. Is starting to play a lot better than earlier in the season, and uh, I'm kind of grading them. Their B plus is getting graded essentially from the last four weeks, last three to four weeks, opposed to the entirety of the season. Um, if I had to change my grade for the entirety, I'll probably have to go C plus because of how bad they played early on and how I anticipated them to be more competitive in that NFC um, West. I, I anticipated them being close to where um <clears throat> like the Rams and like very like a very very narrow like. Tides, it's a kind of standing. So um, I, I'll give them a C plus for the entirety of the, of the season, but for the last three to four weeks, I would have to go B plus. I gotta disagree, Zay. I gotta disagree. I'm probably gonna have to give them a D. This is gonna be my first mm. D here, and the oh. reason why is because of my expectations that I had for this team going in. I said this team was gonna be the valedictorian. Or the mm -hmm. Saludictorian, right? I had the uh, the Buccaneers <clears throat> being the Valedictorian. I said this team was going to make the NFC Championship game and be the Saludictorian, right? But they looked at me and said, you know what? I'm not even a historian, right? We're not even going to win. I'm not even going to pass a lot of my classes. I'm a fail, you know, and not prevail. Listen, I think this team um, let me down for the most part of the season. Um, last, you know, if they won yesterday, their grade would have been better. They would have had to pass the grade if they won yesterday because then I would have been like, all right, I see the momentum. I get it. They had some secondary issues. Josh Norman looks like he's a shell of himself. Ever since he jumped over that bull, he's never been the same. Ever since he jumped over that bull in that video, he's never been the same ever since that. You know? Um, yeah, so Jimmy Garoppolo has had his off and ons. I would attest that the last couple of weeks he has been playing decent. Yesterday he had a terrible throw. The George Kittle, which was not open, which was, uh, I don't know where the hell he was trying to fit that ball in there. And that was a pick that probably cost him the game if you look at it. Um, yeah, I, I just think this team is a disappointment. Kyle Shanahan is supposed to be the head coaching guru. That's what they're telling me. And instead of being the head coaching guru, he's like head coaching voodoo. 
he you know every time he mm. touches you 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 know he's like oh my god what's happening to me you know i'm i'm my career is in distinction mode right now right mm. yeah you talk about quarterback guru let's talk about quarterback voodoo he's messing up mm. these quarterbacks um yeah i expected more from this team i had to make in the nfc championship game and so far they have not done nothing that has shown me that they will get to that point even though i'm not counting their season over i still think if they get in there they'll be dangerous but right now for my expectations I gotta get them a D. Wow, that's a, that. Listen, I think I'm right in the middle. I'm giving them a C, right? See, we all off on San Fran. Um, Cal Shanahan, right? <laughs> He's only a great coach when he got shiny weapons, right? When he got to go through adversity. George Kittle's was hurt. Debo Samuel's was hurt. They got some injuries on defense, offense, and then he looks suspect, right? If he got everything at his disposal, okay, he's a great coach. But that's not what coaching is all about. You also got to know how to go through adversity. You got to know how to do the next man up. He's not really good at that. Even um, uh, Jimmy G missed a couple of games. So they had a lot of injuries, and that's why I'm kind of – I would have been a D with you. I would have been right with you, cousin. I'm giving them that C because of these injuries. From Debo Samuels to Kittles to Jimmy G himself, they had injuries. Secondary, they had injuries. So I'm just giving them a little – listen, they, they right there in the thick of things. They got an opportunity to make the playoffs. And with all of those injuries, I give them a C. Oh, I think Zay, you actually went first. That's why I'm over here. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm waiting <laughs> on Zay here, but it looks like it's my fault. But I'll just say here, Mr. 28 to 3, that's why I like to call the guy. <laughs> if you this coach and everybody's telling me that you're this offensive guru, you should hear Zach on his show. Zach is juvenile over this guy. I trust his judgment. Right, I trust his judgment, but he's Mr. 28-3. And if you're that guy, if you're Mr. Kyle Shanahan, the offensive of mind, despite the injuries, I expect your team to play better and be prepared to win on a 60-minute basis. Right, you lost yeah. to the Packers. Um, I will never forget that game because they should have won that game the way they how that was that set game. up. It's yeah. little things like that that stick out, and that's why I had to give them a failing grade. But see you next semester, um, 49ers. Let's move on. To the next team that we have here, which will be, how about them Cowboys? Yeah, Dallas oh, Cowboys, eight and four. Go ahead. I'm, I'm grabbing that. I'm, let me grab that. Oh boy, NFCs. And listen, you want to talk about overrated? Okay, this team is overrated. You want to talk about coming down to a, a, a halt? Are they coming down to a halt right now? Okay. To me, the Cowboys. They're sad that the Washington Football Team got an opportunity to catch the Cowboys. And they started the season, what, 6-1? and one? Right? Mm -hmm. Was it 6-1 and one or 7-1? and one? Nah. Listen, this team, um, even though Dak Prescott, he's a good quarterback. I give him that. But he also got some inconsistencies. And when he's under pressure, when he's under distress, he throws the ball wildly. Okay? This, this stout offensive line that they got with all of this supposed to have all this great running game. Okay? It, it goes and it comes. It goes and it comes. That's super inconsistent. Defensively, I know they had injuries. But they can get ran up on. They can get run up on. They can get passed up on. I watched this team get smacked around by Denver. Okay? Smacked around. Okay? I watched this team um, get smacked around on the defensive end by the um, Las Vegas Raiders. Well, you see what Washington did to Las Vegas Raiders? They shut the Las Vegas Raiders down. Okay? That same Raider team was going up and down the field on these Dallas Cowboys. This is a super overrated team. I don't even believe in a coaching. Okay, because they coach it to me is suspect, uh, to say the least. Um, the best thing they got going for this team is Dak Prescott, but everything else is Fugazi. 
I'm giving them, and I ain't even get to the grade, my bad. I'm giving them a C plus. Now you go ahead, look. Go ahead. I mean, when you talk about, you know, Fugazi and what's not real and what may be real, I can tell you I am the real real. We can start there. But as we move forward, I will give you a grade of a B minus for the Cowboys. And the reason why I'm going to give them a B minus is maybe I'm just blinded from the talent. You know, maybe the talent, you know, is Fugazi. You know, maybe I'm just I have a sucker for their roster and their talent. I do think they're making a huge mistake by not starting Tony Pollard. I think he's a more explosive back. He can do it all. He's more versatile. He has more, you know, pop on his tires than Ezekiel Elliott. And I think what happened was they know they made a bad investment, so they're trying to get their money's worth by giving him all the reps he can get. And he's not even 100% right now. What are you doing? I mean, come on. I don't understand. He's overrated. Ezekiel Elliott is overrated. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Um, Tony Pollard needs to be starting. Um, but I just think they still eight and four. I wouldn't have told you the Cowboys would have been eight and four in the in the season. I had the Washington football team winning this division despite all the talent that the Cowboys had. And when you look at some of the wins, it was impressive. Winning against the Vikings without your starting quarterback with um what's his name? Um Golden Rush. I said Golden Rush. You know what I'm saying? Cooper Rush. You know what I'm saying? Let me rush to the next game on because I'm not about to rush Cooper Rush. Yeah, you know, like they won that game. The impressive game against New England in overtime where he looked good. You know, they held it down. They have the talent. Um, No Mike Gallup, no problem. Then when Mike Gallup came back, he made a great catch against the Saints. They do have the talent that I do believe will get them into the playoffs and be a scary team in the playoffs. But as you did allude to, Cuzzo, I am not the biggest Dak Prescott guy. I think there has not been one quarterback that has been purely elevated like Dak Prescott around his surrounding cast based on his surrounding cast around him. Absolutely. You know? And when that surrounding cast is not dead, then you have games against the Chiefs where you pay this dude all that money and you say, go win against the Chiefs. Who's not even at 100%. The Chiefs are not even great. They're not a great football team. They're playing better, but they're not great. Win that game. And guess what? Dak Prescott was like, you know, I'm going to go under the covers because I hear the thunder in the sky. Well, guess what? The devil is a lie. But I'm still going to give them with the kindness of my heart for admiring talent when I see it or be minus. Say, talk to a brother. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with a B minus as well because I think before the season started, I mean, during the fourth week of the season starting, I said the Cowboys had an average defense, and that's all they really needed for this offense because of how explosive that their offense was. They had three receivers who could potentially be number ones on any team in the NFL, opposed to the um, Buccaneers and and um, Green Bay Packers, and um, the defense was just playing average football. They was able to get some stops. They was able to get. Um, some turnovers, they was able to force some plays, but then the offense was able to score points, and that was eventually what this Cowboys team is, scoring points. Like um, Freddie said, you know, the teams are running up and down the field on the Cowboys because the Cowboys right now are 27th in yards allowed, and they're just running up and down the field. The only thing is they're not allowing as many points because they're 12th in the league in points four. So that's the only difference in what's happening with a lot of these different teams. Um, the Cowboys have been a lot, very fortunate in a lot of games because they could their record could have easily been a six and five, or what, like a six and uh, six, uh, seven and five record easily if, if you know certain things happened in their fa- in their and um, didn't happen in their favor. So I think I agree too. Play calling is also very questionable because they don't know if they want to play Pollard more or if like, they want to recoup the money invested in Ezekiel Elliott. You know and um. 
there's, there's still a lot of questions here. They have a lot of weapons on this team. They have essentially four to five options that they could go to reliably. Like they, then that's and that's the, um this hottest offense is. I'm not even including the running backs. I'm talking about Gallup, um Lamb, uh, Cooper, Schultz, and um the other tight end. I forgot. I think I forgot his last Jarwin. Jarwin. Yeah. Um. Jarwin, so yeah. that's so they have options. So uh, the fact that um they're not winning more games or they're losing games in a sense. It's just not. It's not cool with me. I, I'm not. It's rubbing me the wrong way. So I got. I got one to be minus. It's not cool with Zay. And yeah. Zay no, I, good Zay, that was good. So that's Zay. a problem. <laughs> he hit him hard. I like that one. I'm on. I'm with this cat. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Fugazi, I've been bamboozled by this team known as the Los Angeles Rams. Oh God. Eight and four, and guess what? That's going to result in a C minus. For me, boy, the real little. I got to give them a C minus. Listen, when you go all out and you tell a guy like Jared Goff, listen, come here, Jared Goff. Come here. You know, let me let me talk to you for a second. You know, you're the reason why we losing championships, right? I got this, you know, let me get my Don Calion here or my Tony Montana. We got this good defense here, boy. You know what I'm saying? You going to play with my money? You know, you talking to me? You know what I'm saying? We got Jalen Ramsey over here. We got all this talent over here. And you're the reason why we lose. So, you know what? I'm going to call up. You know, um, pretty boy Stafford to come over here, fly him out to L.A. on some Tupac visiting Shook Knight, right? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And now you get that guy and you make moves for Von Miller and you show me, you, you come to the office and you say, Lil, here's his paper, here's the Los Angeles Rams, and look at this talent stack. We need to hide these cats because these cats are the real deal. This is talent all over the place, right? Speaking business here, can you dig sports? We got the talent. But nevertheless, we on Can You Dig Sports showcase our talent and we win our games every single day right but what the rams are doing is fugazi they are a facade on god they are you know they have all the talent in the world matthew stafford has been throwing picks left and right i think he had a pick six in the last three games he had at least had one pick six in the last three games that was the same that was the same thing that sean mcveigh criticized jared golf for he came out and criticized golf for those plays and now look at Matthew Stafford. I'm OBJ over there just to play cute and sell more tickets in your sofa. Give me a high five stadium. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I don't see the value in OBJ at all. I mean, this is before the Robert Woods injury. We know that. But still, even just making the move didn't make sense to me because I just didn't see the value when Robert Woods was reliable before he got hurt. Was obviously he was reliable. One of the more underrated wide receivers. Cooper Cup yeah. is leading the league in every statistical category there is. I mean, the moves that they make don't make sense to me. Von Miller didn't make sense to me. Um, yeah, and I think that um, when you lose to the Packers, the same kind of way that you lost in the divisional round, the same team, you know, against Aaron Rodgers, similar fashion, right? It's just showing me that this team is just trying to win on paper, and you can't win in the league in paper. The game is not one on paper. It's one on the field. So we need to yield. So, um... You know, you know, I was I was high on Stafford going into the season. Oh yeah, you were, you were. I'm, I was very high on Stafford. Super Bowl. You know. See, you know, I, I was screaming Super Bowl. You know, I was saying if he could if he could elevate this offense, this team is going to a Super Bowl and he's the MVP of the league. That's what I said verbatim. I said that for weeks. Um, and you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say Stafford's been playing um great because he hasn't been. He's been playing like an average quarterback, so and, and that's 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 being kind. That's being kind. An average quarterback he's been playing like. But also, their defense has been playing horrible this season. And that's for sure. You know, they were first in defense last year to 16th. That's a far drop-off. 
15 spots, literally. So it's hard to, to pinpoint as Stafford as the main reason why this Rams team is not excelling when their defense is not playing at a top 10 level. And that's the biggest issue here. They brought in Von Miller, and now there's no knock on Von Miller. He's, a, he's an outstanding talent, but you're putting him in a defensive system he's not fond of yet. So you can't expect the max production out of him on a team that he just got on. That doesn't make any sense. And this team is, is literally coasting because they're not playing at the top level that they should be playing at based on the talent that they have. But um, it's only going to be rocky from here. They're one and two in their division. Um, in a division that I called the best division of football before the season started, I felt like it was the most explosive because I expected Seattle to be playing a lot better as well. I didn't think they'll be this bad. But anywho, I I'll have to give the Rams, I'll have to say a C plus B minus, just based on what they've shown us so far and the inconsistencies in some of the bigger games, such as the Packers, such as the Cardinals and the 49ers. Yeah. Um, yeah man. Listen, uh, I'm going to give them, I'm going to, listen, real ill. You know what I mean? You believe in the talent in Dallas? You see that? That's what you told me? You believe in the talent in Dallas? Even though I called them inconsistent? I believe in the talent over here. I think they still got some opportunity to get it together. So I'm going to give them a B. Nothing crazy. Just a B. But here it is. The, if, if the bad loss they got was to the Titans without Derrick Henry. That was a horrible loss. After that, the teams that they lost to, like when they lost to the Packers, you know what I mean? Listen, Packers are a good team. Okay, that, that's what happened. They, they playing good teams. They got a tough schedule. They lost to the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are a good team. They got a tough schedule. Okay? Um, listen, they man, with 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 all the talent that they acquired, starting with Matthew Stafford, right? It looked like Jared Goff is right there at the same point, right? They but they got they're probably got the same record they had last year, okay, with Jared Goff. Matthew Stafford. So that was like a lateral move. It wasn't even an elevated move. It was a lateral move. Okay. So, and I never was big on Matthew Stafford. I'm just being honest. So when they got Matthew Stafford, I didn't expect them to be that much better. So my expectations for the Rams has been mediocre. I, I, I picked San Francisco to win that division. Me too. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'm giving them a B because I think they're going to pull it together. That's all I'm saying. Now, you know what I mean? I'm going on one of y'all moves. It, it don't even make sense. I just feel that they're going to pull it together. With Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, uh, uh, Vaughn Miller, okay, Cooper Cup, you know what I mean? All of these players that they got, even Odell Beckham, okay? I think he can show value in the playoffs, okay? Just off his name, just off getting double-teamed. You know what I mean? He could bring some value because at the end of the day, if you play Odell Beckham one-on-one, -on -one, you mess around and might get burnt. Okay, so the fact that he is still can demand a double team, I think they can pull it together and get some wins in the playoffs. Sean McVay, I believe in the cat. Give him a beat. When you when you talk about losses to the Buccaneers and the Cardinals, and we go down to the four years. They didn't lose to the Bucks. They didn't lose and, to the Bucks. Oh yeah, you're right. They they beat the Bucks. Excuse me on that. That that's a fine print right there. The Packers, they lost to. Yeah, they lost to the Packers. Right? You right. talk about all those good teams that they lost to. Um, you know what that implies to me? That they're not on that level. They're not top tier one. They're top tier two. That's what that tells me. So they're beat up on the a, on a bad teams and they win those games, but that just means that they're top, they're a tier two team. And you didn't get all that talent to be a tier two team. You got all that good. talent to be a tier one team. So we'll have to see how they progress going forward. But, um, you know, when there's money involved, because of. <laughs> you want to win. You invested into a Lombardi, and right Clear. now it's looking like come January, you're going to party, but not for good reason because you're on vacation, not in listen, the damn Super Bowl. Listen, man, listen. they can still pull it together, bro. 
We'll have to see. They're going to have to real quick, chemistry-wise, because they telling you, the Cardinals. Ooh, speaking of the Cardinals, let's go. Might as well bring up the Cardinals. Because you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to give these cats an A+. This is going to be my mm. first A-plus that I'm going to give. The Arizona Cardinals with a 10-2 record. If you yeah. told me the Arizona Cardinals would have been 10-2, I would have looked at, at you like Scooby-Doo. I'm like, you know, what are you doing, brother? You know, dragon? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Huh? What you say? Um, I don't know what you're saying. But look, it goes to the point that I did give the Cardinals most respect out of anybody on in the huddle. I do want to throw that out there. You know what I'm saying? You hear that, Zay? You hear that, Zach? Right? I, I gave them the most credit, and Zach wanted to debate me for hours about this Cardinals team, but I saw the trajectory. At some point in time, Rome wasn't built in a day. It mm. took time to build Rome. The Chesapeake wasn't built in a day. Mm. It took time to build the Chesapeake Bridge, right? Mm -hmm. And when I looked at the Cardinals in the last couple of seasons, right, they were 6-10. and 10. Then they tried to flip it around, and they were 8-8 eight and eight last year, just like I predicted. In the preseason, hit it right on the nail. Lil, how did you know? I don't know, man. I'm the real Lil. Sometimes I get it. Sometimes I don't. Lil Shadamas on the mic, fella. Right? 8 and 8. Pinpointing it. And I said, you know what? 6 and 10, 8 and 8. That's improvement. Even though they started off the year good and they spun it a little bit despite injuries, that's still improvement. Marginally. Rome wasn't built in a day. And I'm pretty sure the Arizona Cardinals Stadium wasn't built in a day. But when you play your cards, right? Get it? When you play your cards, right, then the Cardinals are going to be successful. So that's how I knew they were going to make the playoffs this year and be a better team. But I didn't expect a 10-2 record. Um, I didn't expect them to win games without Kyler Murray. You're winning games without Kyler Murray. Why are people not talking about you here? And yeah. then he comes back over that injury. And one thing I will say this, and I think it's going to be very pivotal for their success. I know a lot of people question their play calling and if that could be sustainable come playoff time and can this team win this way in playoff time when the game is, is so, like, slowed down and everybody's playing chess. But at the same time, the fact that they shut Kyler Murray down for a couple weeks, more than they had to, is going to pay dividends because that's a guy who needs to be healthy. That offense wants through him. So the fact that they shut him down longer than what they needed to do that, now I don't have questions about his health. Going to the playoffs, which obviously last year prevented them from getting there. I give them an A plus. Mm. Um, listen, I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm gonna give them an A. I won't go to the plus side, but I definitely give them an A. Um, they, they they look, they have been great. Ten and two, they've been good. I mean, what what can we really say? Um, like you said uh, with Dak Prescott, right? Uh, the organization gave him a lot of weapons to play with. I think the Cardinals put a lot of weapons around. Kyler Murray, you know what I mean? From D-Hop, they just picked up Zach Ertz. Uh, what was the, the wide receiver from Cincinnati? Uh, I forget, forget, forget his name. Uh, AJ Green. AJ Green, he's over there. So, listen, they gave him a lot of weapons to, to play with, and the difference is he's taking advantage of it. See that? He's taking advantage of it, and this is why they're getting that A. They look good. They look serious. They look real. Great point you brought up. They set him down for a couple of weeks and had a bye game in between time. So that's like three weeks off. He's fresh. He looks fast. He looks exciting. I am scared of this Arizona team. The only hesitancy that I have for Arizona is can they do it in postseason? Okay? I haven't seen Kyler Murray play in the playoffs. I don't know what he's going to do under that type of pressure. But as far as what I'm seeing right now, this looks like the best team in the NFL. And that one um, loss. If A.J. Green know how to turn around, turn around. Yeah, against Green Bay. <laughs> against Green Bay, you know? Yeah. Look for the ball. 
Maybe you should do that. <laughs> well, go ahead, um, I'm giving this Arizona Cardinals uh, a plus. I think I think they deserve it. It's based off because, like I said, they they surpassed my expectations by a mile, by my many miles, by states. Let's take it. Let's say they they surpassed my expectations. They've been playing extra, extremely well football. They're playing way better than last season. Top five in offense, top five in defense. I think their defense is really the un, like I, I'm not gonna say unsung hero. I think the defense is the hero of this team because we already know what they had on offense and what the talent that they brought in for Kyler Murray and what the play calling in Kingsbury how it has improved since last season. Um, but the defense has been um, keeping them afloat, stout. Um, they're stopping a lot of elite offensive teams. Um, and they only lost two games. I think I think one was the Vikings, right? And then the other one was someone else. I, 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 I forgot the two games. No, they beat but it the was like Vikings. two teams. It was, it was two teams they shouldn't have lost team. to. I know that for sure. It was two teams they shouldn't have lost to. But I think, like I said, um, they are the best team in football, but we have to see if they can be the best team in football in the playoffs. And that's a whole different beast. The lights are brighter. The fans are a little bit louder. You know, it's like when you um, had go back into the club for the first time in years. Like, yo, is the music a little too loud? They, that, that, that's the kind of scene that, that gets painted in the playoffs. So let's see how they play in the playoffs. But I think right now, A-plus, they're playing extremely stout, and no one can argue that Kyler Murray could be clearly – um, well, somebody on this Cardinals team should be an MVP. I don't know who it is. It should be somebody. I know that for sure. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want the music to be loud because you don't want to go deaf. And some of the stuff I've been hearing about my Buccaneers makes me want to go deaf because I don't know um, what the hell people be talking about, but we got to give some respect to the GOAT and respect the GOAT. Let's go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, 9-3. and three. I'm going to start off by giving them an A. I'm going to give them an A. Um, they're 9-3 and three with uh, decimated secondary that has been struggling, you know, decimated on all cylinders from week one. They've been hit, you know, got hit with the injury bug. And um, the fact that they're still winning games, the fact that they got a favorable schedule to end, I only see potentially one loss. And I think they could beat Buffalo because they're better in the trenches. And we'll get to that later because that's not where Buffalo excels at. And that's going to be pivotal. But if they can get past Buffalo, they're not losing another game unless it's a hiccup against a divisional Team, which I don't get from the Panthers. I don't think they're going to test them. They played their worst football, but they're still 9-3. and three. It's scary for the rest of the league, and I got to give them an 8. Tom Brady at the age of 44 is making great throws. He had a couple good red zone throws. In the end zone, there was one where he was rolling out, and he put the ball in Leonard Fournette's hands. He was able to lob the ball on the Leonard Fournette. That was a good pass at that age. You know, the anticipation on that throw, the accuracy on that throw. Another red zone throw that came in break where he just threw it up there. Listen, I can't tell you who's a clear MVP, just like I can't tell you who's a clear best team in the NFL. But one guy I can tell you that's right up there. I don't know. It's subject to be opinionated on who you think is the MVP right now. I won't be mad if you say Kyler Murray, even despite the fact that he hadn't played in weeks. I think that's a good thing because quarterbacks that were in the MVP discussion had struggled in those weeks where, where um, Kyler Murray was on the couch. I think he benefited the most in his um, MVP um, thing despite not playing. But Tom Brady is right up there. And the Buccaneers are playing great. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't run the football a lot. But the screens are their running game. And it's not like Buffalo where you know they can't run the rock. They just choose not to run the rock. But Leonard Fournette is more than capable of being that every down back along with Rojo to get some yards, get six yards to carry. And that's why I think they're going to be firing on all cylinders. You still got the talent all over the place. I give them an A. I'm proud of this team and the way how they battle through injuries and where they are right now at 9-3. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to give him an A, but I give him a B plus. Uh, 
you forgot, you just, you just, you know, you didn't mention the loss to Washington or the loss to the Saints, you know, some bad losses. You, you, you just skipped over all of that. You know what I mean? You went to all that like, glory stuff. You know, that was a bad loss to the Saints without their starting quarterback, right? That was a bad loss. Bad loss to Washington. That was a bad loss. You know, pick sixes and things like that. Tom Brady, we know he did great. Okay, he gave a B plus. Listen, but with with the injuries that they had, B nine and three. This is all Tom Brady. Okay, like he just said, if you want to put Tom Brady at the MVP, I can see that because he had to carry the team. We talking about from Grunk being out to uh, Brown being out. Like they they had a lot of injuries, and he's the only consistent thing. Tom Brady. Uh, I think they listen. If they get to the, clearly, they're gonna make the playoffs. And to me, they the most scariest team in the entire NFL. If somebody said who you put your money on to win the Super Bowl, I put my money on them because of they got Tom Brady. Okay, that's it. I, 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 I listen. I, if the person that did it, I gotta put the money on that. Until you choose me and show me wrong, I put the money on the person I see do it. But with all the injuries, they still gotta get a B plus because Tom Brady really held down the fort. Okay, they did have some bad losses, and it was bad losses. That's why they're getting a B plus. Hey, everybody needs somebody to hold them down, like Tom Brady hold down the Buccaneers for these last couple of weeks, you know. So yeah, Zay, talk to me. Um, I'm gonna give him a B plus because if it was just Tom Brady, um, I'll give him an A plus. But we're talking about the entire team in its entirety. I'm gonna give him a B plus. Um, you know, the defense is is just, we don't know. Like even with all the injuries, even if everybody comes back healthy, I don't know what this defense is gonna be. I don't know if they will be a top ten defense or not. So I'm giving them a B plus just based upon that. They played really well football, despite all the injuries, like I both alluded to. And um, you know, they they they're a clear cut playoff team, and they should get to the NFC Championship. I just don't know if I'm gonna scream out repeat. Super Bowl appearance, just based on I don't know where this defense will be in a couple weeks. I don't know if they're going to get back to full strength. I don't know if they're going to show that they're able to stop teams and just completely, like, you know, disarm, like, unarmored teams with their defense. So I have to really wait and see if that can happen. But until that happens, I have to give them a B plus. We had it for time here. I'll keep it with you, Zay. The Green Bay Packers, the last team here, 9-3. and three. What other grade are you giving them? Uh, I think I'm gonna do the same thing. B plus. I think Aaron Rodgers has been showing us he's like still that guy. He's a, he's a guy, he's a game manager. He's able to pick his spots. He's very accurate quarterback. He's able to throw the football. I think the defense as well has, has shocked me this season. I think they've been playing a little bit better than I anticipated them playing. And I think um this team that this team in its entirety is playing really well together. Um, they're not like this lights out scoring team, but they know how to win games. That's the most important part. Knowing how to win games when it's tight. Knowing how to win games in the trenches. And that's the that's the kind of football team that wind up going further than most. So I think this Green Bay Packers team is is really solid. So I'm giving them a B plus based upon that. Yes, uh, I'm right with you. B plus uh, nine and three. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, like you said, the defense been playing much better. But the only thing I got with Aaron Rodgers, bro, okay, if you got a home playoff game and you lose this year, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start saying he that dude. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it real with you. I'm going to stop saying he's that dude. I'm going to start saying that it was lucky that he got a Super Bowl instead of saying he's that dude. You can't be losing home playoff games and, and keep being that dude. I'm just keeping it real. So I, as they playing well, he's playing well. They're getting a B-plus, and mainly for their defense. Ain't like Aaron Rodgers has been playing lights out. He's been playing. Aaron Rodgers has been playing almost like a game manager, no disrespect. You know what I mean? Just not turning over the ball. And, you know, not throwing for 450 yards. Throwing for 250 yards for the most part. But defensively, they playing well, and um, they'll make the playoffs. I've been actually impressed with Aaron Rodgers, and those people who watch in the huddle is going to notice a shift. I always thought Aaron Rodgers was, you know, overrated in his resume. 
you know, and talking about being the greats. But I think he's having a great year. Um, it may not be the eye popping MVP like season of last year, but right. his resilience. They got trashed by the Saints to start off. They won a lot of games. Um, they won against the Cardinals despite the injuries. They're finding ways to win football games. Um, they're playing good on both sides of the ball. The defense has been playing good without putting their full team together. So, yeah, I think the Packers are playing good. I think Aaron Rodgers are making the right throws. Um, that connection with Devontae yeah. Adams is still lethal. And yep. I think our big question is going to be playoffs. That's when we're going to know where this Packers team is. They are in the easiest division of football. We get it. We want to see in the playoffs. But for right now, mm. I'm going to give them an A. 